Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. There is a lot of buzz about this game, the teams with the two best records in the NBA. This building is shaking. I mean, this feels like playoff basketball. Booker, Curry on him, shakes him. Wow, what a pass. Back-to-back possessions with blocks. Boy, what a half. And now Bridges with a steal and a two-handed jam. They tie a franchise record. The Phoenix Suns, 17 consecutive wins and an impressive victory at home against the Golden State Warriors tonight. Hey, welcome into NBA Today. So the duel in the desert, it lived up to the hype. How were the Suns able to stop a sizzling Steph Curry to win their 17th straight? And LeBron James is in the league's COVID protocol, so how long is he going to be out? We're going to look at the good, the bad, the ugly for the Lakers without James this season. Plus, it was the Nets who won the Battle of the Burrows. But the real fight may have been between the Knicks and the officials who got the upper hand there. We have a big show today. So we had to call in the heavy hitters, my hitters. It's Richard Jefferson. It's Kendrick Perkins. It's Chanae Agumake. So you guys, if there was a seven-game series today, right now, who are you taking, Chanae? Oh, I'm taking the Suns. Okay. Who are you taking, Richard? Okay. The Warriors won 100%. 100%. 100 I'm taking the team that represented the West last year in the finals, and that's the Phoenix Suns. I would not dare disrespect them. They have bigs. Okay. They have bigs, and the Warriors don't. Well, that's good thing we're going to get to get into all of this. We're going to first take a look at last night's game, and we get a two-game series this week. How fun is that? But let's, see how, let's see how it all shook out, Richard, when Steph Curry and the West-leading Warriors, at least at the time, were visiting Devin Booker and the Red Hot Suns. Look, at the end of the day, Steph Curry, he just wasn't on his A game right here. And you got to give credit to the Phoenix Suns. We talked about Bridges and how important his defense was last night, and he showed out. Well, unfortunately, Devin Booker, take a look at this play. He drives, but look how he comes away. He comes up from this play limping just a little bit. That would be it for his night. He hurt his left hamstring on the play. You can see him grabbing it a little bit there. So he would leave the game, and he would not return. We'll have an update later. Yeah, but look, this was just too much Suns, too much depth. And even, look, you get DeAndre Ayton, who was the key last night. He was that dude. And I know Steph had an off night, but that's just going to happen sometimes when you're a great player like him. Absolutely. It happens. But then also this happened at the end of the second quarter. Look, DeAndre Ayton was the man. Pay this man his money. I don't know (laughs) what you're doing, Phoenix Suns, but you're costing yourself a problem if you don't give this man his money. Mm -hmm. So can we just go ahead and call Chris Paul Captain Clutch at this point? Yeah, and and look, they have two of the most clutch guys. One of them was out, and that just meant other guys got to step up. We've seen this so much in his career, making the right play at the right time. Huge three, and look at Devin Booker out on that bench. It's good to see him, especially after he left early in the game. Chris Paul doing what he does. It's just, it's just clutch at this point in time. We know the numbers. Everyone has broken down the numbers from our guy Schwartz. When he gets going and he creates for other people, and you see, you got one guy out, another guy steps in. It was just a barrage at the end. And you know what? Booker tweeted. He said, no loss November.
That season where we only won 19 games, it was just a lesson learned, you know, that we never want to get back to that ever again. And that's what we're showing. What's crazy about that is you guys lost 17 in a row that season. <laughs> See how life goes? It's over. Suns win. What an NBA basketball game as the Suns have come away with a victory. It's a tribute to everybody, you know, especially the coaching staff. The guys that have been here, you know, they went through some 19 in seasons, you know, and they stayed the course. We did what we did last year, but even coming in this year, it's the foundation that was set. And, you know, you look at the team we just played tonight. You know, they've been doing that now for a long time, and I think that's what most teams around the league are trying to do. So if it wasn't official before, it's official now. The Suns have tied their franchise record 17-game win streak by beating 14 different teams in seven different states. Phoenix has won 12 of these 17 games against teams that are 500 or above, including the last two against the Nets and the Warriors, who, along with the Suns, are atop the NBA standing. So the Suns became just the seventh team in NBA history to win at least 16 games without a loss in a single, single calendar calendar month, say that 10 times fast, <laughs> and the first since the 73 win Warriors in November of 2015. This is Chris Paul's second 16-0 month of his career. It's just easy for him at this point. He did it with the Clippers as well in December of 2012. So the Suns' win streak is at 17 games right now. That's tying a franchise re record, as we just noted. They played the entire second half, though, without their leading scorer. That's Devin Booker. So Woj will be with us in a little bit to update on his hamstring. But before we get there, let's talk about what happened last night. Janae, I want to know from you, what did you see from the Suns' backcourt after Devin left? I feel like the guys can agree. Honestly, the story... They can agree? We can never. No, 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 no. no, no. Never. The story with you. Of the, uh, with me, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, an yeah, exception, yeah, yeah. Okay? The story of the NBA season so far has been really defense, the resurgence of defense, and I think that has propelled the Phoenix Suns to this win streak. And if you look at the numbers, which our producers here do an excellent job of giving me my numbers as a nerd over here, uh, Stanford over Arizona, Richard. Yeah. Uh, you, you look at the numbers on what their defense was able to do yesterday. It was super impressive. Mikael Bridges... He guarded Steph Curry 37 times yesterday and held him to three points. That's a miracle work. Yeah. And look at all the percentage numbers. We all talk about this is the you know worst shooting performance of Steph. And a lot of it was just a bad night. And it sort of turns into an avalanche. You have to credit the defense here. That defense has been in the NBA, the best in the NBA. And so how do we uh, sort of show you how this makes sense? Uh, give me my tape, producer Quite cool. Quite cool, baby. Let's break it all down. Mikhail Bridges, super impressive. And this is what it looks like. Starting up, matching up against Steph Curry. Guys, the switches are going to be everywhere, and that's what plays to the Suns' advantage. He switches off, but he's ready to come back. Guard him right there again. He stays on his back. He uses his length, contests the shot. That's tough. And Steph is so great at running around the court. Again, after half court, impressive. Multiple bodies around him. So this was not an easy night. It wasn't just a bad shooting night. They forced that situation. And I think that's why the Suns have won, even though, you know, right. Devin Booker was out. That so, helps you. So speaking of that, that, that situation, that forced situation, before the fourth quarter, you know, in his post-game yeah. press conference, yeah. in both of those interviews, we heard Monty Williams say, you know what, Steph is just missing shots. And we've been praising this Warriors season team all season long, talking about them getting back to their kind of strength in numbers, right? Everyone getting involved. But do they need an 
all-world shooting out of his mind Steph Curry to get back to that championship level. Not if they have Clay. If they have Clay, because we've seen Game Six Clay, we've seen Clay do amazing things where he carried the Warriors. That's one of the reasons why he was upset he wasn't one of the 75 greatest. But one of the things that that you pointed out in your video is how great of a job that Bridges did. But in some of those clips, you saw that they were allowing for DeAndre Ayton to track him. Yes. They were tracking him. They're like, listen, you're going to be on top, and the Ayton, we want you up in transition. We want you see that Javale McGee up on the ball. That's because Draymond is a playmaker. He's not necessarily an offensive threat. So they're like, if Draymond wants to go for 18, if Draymond wants to go that, but what we're not going to do today is allow Steph to be Steph. And the last thing I'll say about Monty Williams, Monty Williams sound like a coach that was going to have to go against Steph again. Uh, He's going to have to go against Steph again. He's like, he was just missing Friday, shot. Can, can I jump Friday. in with numbers? Because this is amazing. DeAndre Ayton held the Warriors to 3 for 11 field goal as a primary defender. Also, the Warriors were 1 for 15 field goal wow. percentage, 7% when he attempt, you know, contested a jump shot. I got your back, girl. I see, I see Perk wanted to jump you in. Know what, what, you know what? You know what I want to jump in, I need to jump uh, in. Look, Sinead, because I want to. <laughs> because I was calm yesterday when I tried to warn y'all, Sinead, the video breakdown, the, the the numbers, they were cute. Richard, the oh, segment that you did was adorable about Steph in the clutch. I appreciate all that. But it came down to DeAndre Ayton being the best player on the floor. By the way, J.J. Reddick is not here right now because I remember him saying, oh, I wouldn't want to see DeAndre Ayton switch out on Steph. That wouldn't be good. Well, it happened to work. The big fella slid his feet. And then on top of that, look. look at, relax. Relax. The pick and roll comes. Guess what? I'm going to switch. Yes. Money Williams says I got an agile big. I'm going to switch. I'm going to take a matter of fact, I think he blocked this shot. He did. Yeah, he he did. blocked this shot. Where's JJ <laughs> ready to get right now when we need him? <laughs> look at DeAndre up on the screen. Hands out. Making them shoot over it. Look, DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee, by the way, was four for four from the field, off the bench. This is not rocket science. Those Phoenix Suns made them play their game. Something about what we talked about when the Golden State Warriors and the Nets played and Steve Nash benched LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. You know what uh, Monty Williams said? You know what? If y'all want to switch, we're going to punish you. And they... Threw the ball down there to DeAndre Ayton and he punched him. And I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. I want to see him sit back in this chair. Watch it. Watch it. It dropped. You want to see that too? You want to see that too? You want to see that too? It's a Brett. Yeah, that's that's, there, that's his. You smell it? Yeah, that, that, that's that baby. I think that's I think that's his heat. But you guys, I did I did mention Devin Booker, so I do want to get an update here from Adrian Wojnarowski. We are joined by him now. So Adrian, Devin Booker left the game in the second quarter with a left hamstring injury. What's the latest on Book? Uh, Malika, I'm told to expect that. Devin Booker is going to miss some time with that hamstring hamstring injury, uh, at least through that Friday return game uh, against the Warriors. Uh, it's not believed to be a serious injury. Uh, it's tender. And listen, this is a team in uh, uh, Phoenix that has uh, aspirations of playing into June again. And they're going to err on the side of caution with Devin Booker. But I'm told to expect... He's going to miss at least a few games uh, as they just uh, make sure that hamstring gets right. 
and then get him back for uh, what they expect to, still, to be a very long run this season. Absolutely, and we know that hamstring injuries, they can be tricky. Woj, please don't go too far. We're going to need you to come back. We have so many players to update our viewers on throughout the show. But much more on the Warriors and the Suns coming up on NBA Today, including Steph Curry's chase for the all-time three-point record. Steph sits down with our Michael Wilbon and... LeBron is out with COVID-19. What does his absence mean for the Lakers? Woj live with the latest on LeBron's status. Plus, Julius Randle sounds off after getting bing-bonged by the officials. Did I, did I use that correctly? Do the Knicks star, does the Knicks star have a point? NBA Today rolls on. NBA Today is brought to you by Haynes. Haynes, get comfy in the total support pouch with separation and support. Welcome back to NBA Today. So LeBron James was out last night in the league's COVID-19 protocols. LeBron had missed 11 of LA's 22 games because of injuries and a suspension. His teammate Anthony Davis said that James is, quote, asymptomatic, but here's a reminder of the NBA's COVID rules. So a player with a confirmed positive case must be away from his team for 10 days without any physical activity. However, a player could also clear protocols by returning two negative PCR tests in a 24-hour span. So I want to welcome back in NBA senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski. So what is LeBron's status and how long could he be out, Woj? Well, as you just described, Malika, uh, 10 days in isolation for a player uh, with a positive test or, uh, of course, uh, two consecutive negative PCR tests in a 24-hour period. So potentially, you, know, you could be looking at LeBron perhaps having the opportunity to play again by December 12th against Orlando at home. If you start playing this out over uh, that 10-day period, a player's got to uh, undergo cardio screening, and often there's a ramp back up um, physically uh, if the player is inactive. Uh, during that time in isolation. So uh, the Lakers are preparing to be without LeBron James now, you know, for a period of time, and they played uh, essentially half their games without him this season. Mm, so the bumps continue for the Lakers. And, and Woj, we have breaking news out of Miami. Bam Adebayo is going to have surgery on a torn UCL in his right thumb. Is there any sense of a timetable on his absence? Uh, Malika, they're going to know better on a timetable after he has surgery in the coming days, but you know, certainly this is an injury that's expected to keep him out uh, well into January. Thank you so much, Woj. Please don't go anywhere because we have even more news later in the show. So I, I do want to stay with Bam on a bio for just a moment before we discuss LeBron James more. I want to start with the, our resident big man and big woman. We're going to start with you, Perk. What do you see as this impact that this could have on the Miami Heat? Uh, serious impact. I mean, they lack at bigs, right? I mean, no disrespect to Dwayne Dedman. I think he's a star in his role off the bench, but he's not Bam. And I don't know how much mileage or how much, you know, uh, Udonis Haslam has left in the tank. But one thing I will not doubt is the organization of the Miami Heat. Remember, they the ones that went out and discovered Whiteside and went and got him from the G League, and he fit right in. So 
I guarantee you they're working right now to try to find some guy dominant in the roof to come in and help them out at the center position until Bam returns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Other, other post player? Uh, you know, it's interesting because both of us, we repped the 281, the 713H-Town, and mm -hmm. surprisingly in H-Town, when there was micro ball, P.J. Tucker was playing the five for some time, mm -hmm. right? So I love Bam Adebayo. I think what he does is really integral to their success, but they do have pieces and players that can really stop bigs from rolling. So it is a tough blow because their small center was Bam, and he was the most effective not only on offense, on defense as well. So maybe P.J. sort of goes back to what he didn't really love, but it sort of reinvigorated his career, goes, gets a championship with the Bucks, and then now probably has to do a little bit more banging. So again, just to reiterate to our viewers, this is breaking news coming into NBA today. Right now, Bam Adebayo is going to have surgery on a torn ligament in his hand. Richard, what are you seeing as the immediate impact, and, and how would you approach this if you were Eric Spolstra? Well, look, they have so many different options. They can play small. You mentioned, you know, P.J. One of the things that I like about this Miami team is that they're just going to be gritty. They're going to fight. They are lacking size. That's part of it. The thing about the injury for me is that, one, it's his right hand. So you want to be very, very cautious with that because you use that hand the most. And they have aspirations, very similar to them being cautious with Devin Booker in Phoenix with this injury because they like predicting that they can go on a long run. I think Miami's the same way. So when you have a right hand ligament injury, this isn't a bone that just needs yep. to heal. This is a ligament injury that they might have to attach. So I, I'm just looking for them to be very cautious. Hopefully this happened during the portion of their season where they can go through a little bumps, but then they can get the, the momentum going going into the All-Star break. And that's sort of the goodwill, the wins that they've built up to this point already, right? And they're hoping that mm -hmm. they can keep it going. So the other piece of information that Adrian Wojnarowski just shared with us is LeBron James is going to be out for several games. The Lakers are 7-4 and four when LeBron plays, but they're just 5-7 and seven when he doesn't. And that's including a pair of losses to Oklahoma City. So L.A., is also averaging more than seven seven points more per game with LeBron in the lineup. So here's Anthony Davis on the Lakers. Just bad luck this season. It wasn't like a, a shocker for us. We just said we can't catch a break. You know, we was getting guys back, and then, you know, he's out. But how many days, we don't know. Um, it's all depending on, you know, his situation. But we just still, still got to find ways to win. I think we played a huge amount of games without him. Um, so we kind of know how that is already, and we got to continue to play it like we did on the defensive end, you know, until he's able to come back. So you heard Anthony Davis say it. They just can't seem to catch a break this season, and without LeBron, they're 5-7. and seven. So let's go to the wild, wild, wild west. west. So from what you've seen in the 12 games that we've already watched without LeBron, there's been some good, there's been some bad, there's been some ugly, and I'm going to assign each of you one. Good. Yes. Bad. <laughs> ugly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give him ugly. I was going to give it to you. Yeah, but, give you, you know. ugly. All right. Yeah, gonna, on, you showy. Mr. Carry on himself. He can take it. I want to start with the good. I want to start with the happy. Janae? Yeah, the good. The good. I mean, I think Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis are givens. They should show up and show out every given night. So the good is that the role players last night were able to show up as well. When you have Malik Monk going off for 22, he's been that excellent role player uh, so far, you know, to the start of the year. And LeBron James champion teams always need a good shooter. Dwight Howard, 12 points. That was fun and I feel like we're finally putting a little bit more respect on his name after the snub from the top 75 list. Breach. Carmelo.
coming in with 14. Taylor Horton Tucker only had two. We know that that's only likely going up. So if the role players are able to find their confidence like they did last night, going into a matchup, you know, for the Battle of Lane versus the Clippers, that is something good to hold on to. Bad. Oh, let me give you the bad, and there's a whole lot of bad, ladies and gentlemen. Now, look, I, I respect the Lakers. I think they're going to be just fine. But this is the most crucial portion of their season, the next 25 games. This will dictate if they can get up to the 2-3 seed or if they're going to be hovering around the 4-5 seed. Because look at these games right here. The Clippers, Celtic, Grizzlies, Thunder, Magic. They should win, I don't know, four out of five of these games. But the only problem is starting uh, November 29th. They have the hardest schedule left to go in the NBA. Ooh. It's them and the Utah Jazz. So when you're looking at this team, they haven't gelled yet. They haven't been completely healthy. They haven't added a bunch of wins that kind of, you know, bank some push wins it. to push it. What did they do? They have the hardest strength of schedule. They're still not playing great. They still have guys banged up. So to me, as a Laker fan, I'm not saying worry, but the road in front of you is a lot harder than it was behind you, and you didn't look very good when you look behind you. U-G-L-Y? Mm, is, yeah, the ugly is, is that Anthony Davis is not the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers, and he should be. This is a guy that is 28 years old. We saw him struggle last night in the first half, and then all of a sudden he turned it on in the second half. We all know their ultimate goal is to win the championship. But for us, when it comes down to Anthony Davis, it's time for him, especially with LeBron James out, for him to start making people respect him again as being one of the top players in the NBA because it has been too much slippage, and he has not dominated as he should. Uh, can I pick at that a little? Bit. You can Please. pick only, all you only want. A little, little okay, bit. good. Just a little bit. Um, you know, if you you mentioned slippage. Okay, good. I like that. Uh, and it's well moisturized, by the well, way. Well, today. I see Perk. Uh, he's missed 153 games. It's okay because you, you don't have. I ain't got nothing you to don't say. Have it, you know what I'm saying? He's missed 153 games in his entire career, which is almost like two seasons. I see AD. While we want him to go up toe to toe with Giannis Antetokounmpo in those matchups and be dominant like we see Giannis, that's what we're expecting based on you know the talent that they both have. I think the hardest thing is that he's. Had had a number of injuries over his career and so like if he's able to maintain hold them on with some nice wins but not saying win them all yeah I think that's his mindset to be healthy and available in the playoffs well here's the thing about the good the bad and the ugly for the Lakers and I can tell this is going on into the break the good the bad the ugly for the Lakers is that sometimes it all happens all of it in mm -hmm. one game and we're going to see it against the Clippers potentially more good than, than bad more ugly than it we'll see it all shake out but you know what else had some good bad and ugly that was the game in New York so Julius Randle was Brooklyn. last night he says the refs are penalizing him oh my Brooklyn. god oh, you were so petty Brooklyn Brooklyn now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's Fight Against Cancer. 
So we're back, and Brooklyn was rocking. Yeah, you hear last that, night. Stephen A? There was great in the building last <laughs> oh, night. Hush, you. All right, Knicks next game. It Knicks next game. We, it went we, down we, to the wire after a back and forth game. James Harden was the top scorer for the Nets. Julius Randle caused a stir. No, James Harden. He was just a little bit. James Harden was on fire. Look, if James is feeling good, yeah. off the glass. Come on now. He went well, super saying. And you know that he had to kind of let him have it a little bit. Shimmy. Yeah, you should feel super good. Saying. You bring out your best when the Knicks are in town. That might have been my first one of my career, man, 13 years. So I, I had to let it out. Uh, it wasn't that great when I looked at the highlight, but it felt great. That's all that matters. Fourth quarter, it got close, though. Knicks were down by just one. The Knicks were ball. I, I'm going to be really honest. They battled back. They were down double digits. And, you know, look, they, they had a lot of fight to them, as you would expect when your best player is Julius Randle, when Tom Thibodeau is out there, you know, rallying the troops. But Randle's got to keep his cool. He can't allow those things to frustrate him because, look, this will frustrate you. Ooh. That's great defense. But look at Ooh. him. He's yelling at the official right there. Right? It's like, no, you got to stay locked in in the moment. But right now, Brooklyn, they still have a lot of improvement on their defense. You can't give up a wide open three like that to Fournier up three with a minute to go. Well, but then this happens. So take a look. Keep an eye on Mitchell here. Look at that. That is a foul. It's pretty clearly that is a, foul. a foul. Watch this. Watch this. And you're 7-1 with a 40-inch yeah. vertical. Honestly, but Tibbs God. is still upset about it. Yeah, Spike upset. is over there looking like, so yes, that was a foul. This is the This is actually a pretty good look from Fournier. You don't really want to give that up. Mm-hmm. No, you but don't. Brooklyn hangs on. Harden had 34 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. So the Nets hold on to win 112-110. So the Nets more than doubled. They doubled the Knicks' number of free throw attempts last night, shooting 25 to New York's 12. So that's the Knicks committing 21 fouls to just 14 for Brooklyn. That's their fewest in a game all season. And Julius Randle and Tom Thibodeau, they didn't hold back. Well, actually, Randle tried at the beginning, but then kind of just, you know what, take a listen. I don't know what they're watching or what they're seeing, but you got to ask them. Uh, but like you said, as aggressive as I play, uh, attacking the paint, um, you know, I can't be penalized for just being stronger uh, than people. Um, and that's the an answer that I got today. I want to watch the film, but <laughs> something's not right. Like, I don't, you know, I'm watching what's going on both ways. And, you know, they look, they're a good team. They played well, but... I know Julius driving that ball pretty darn hard. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza. Better because it has to be. And I'm pissed. He's pissed. All right, Chanae, Richard, Perk. Perk, I want to start with you. You've kind of been in your fair amount of these contact situations, not getting calls on the court. Do you take issue with Julius taking issue, or are you cool with it? No, look, first of all, 
the officiating was okay. Like, just because Julius Randle is driving to the basket doesn't mean he was getting fouled. I also saw Julius Randle shooting a whole lot of turnarounds. And look, far as with Tibbs, y'all know me and Tibbs go back like four flats on the Cadillac. Ace. Old school saying, okay? Hey. And we didn't want a championship together. But I'm, I disagree with him at this moment because in the fourth quarter, when he saw that Kevin Durant was cooking Julius Randle one-on-one, how about sending a double team? They did send a double team. The, the last play, not yeah. before then when KD was cooking in one-on-one. Did you watch the game last night? I watched night? the game. Okay, cool. That was the last play they doubled him. But before then, it was a one-on-one matchup with Julius Randle. That's Randall. not true. You will have your time to talk. Can I finish? Please. So with that being <laughs> said, with that being said, all I'm going to say is this. I thought the game was ref perfect. I thought uh, James Harden was in tag mode. I thought the, the Brooklyn Nets were in tag mode. They set the tone early. Okay, cool. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's look, it? I, look, I, look, I'm going to allow Perk to have his moment. That's fine. But this is where I'm going to say, let me stretch out a little bit. Are you going to stand like you No, I'm not going to stand. I don't, I don't need to, to do to all that. Back down. This is what I'm going to say. Look, and I'm going to say this to Knicks fans. His knees hurt. If you if you walk into an arena and Perk, Jeanette, if I walk into any arena as I ever have as a player, and I'm going on the road, and the two best players, admittedly, are on the other team. There's no argument about that. Uh, KD and James Harden are the two best guys on the court. You can't go in there expecting calls. You're on the road. You're going against the two superstars in the area. You have to just kind of, you have to tack in. Okay, they're probably going to get a few more free throws. James Harden's going to do it. KD, he, you can't touch him. But so you can't complain about that. You have to fight through it. That's the Nick mentality. That's the Tom Thibodeau mentality. That's what you have to do. So when you get up on that podium, and we've seen this before Knicks versus Nets where he was uh, you know uh, Julius Randle was upset about that anyway. you have to fight through that that's not a foul that, that, you have to fight through that and at the end of the day look this is a lot closer than people think mm. the all-time record is 101 Knicks 102 oh. Nets 203 games and it's basically right down the middle that means it's going to be a close it's going to be a physical game there's going to be Knicks fans there's going to be Nets fans in there you got to play through that we don't want to hear New Yorkers don't like complaining uh, tonight, as, a, as, as <laughs> As, Richard and I were role players, okay? So we were never guys that had the offense ran through us. You were. So with that being said, just because they call your play doesn't mean it's your shot. It's multiple times, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's multiple times that Julius Randle is driving to the basket, two people is coming, yeah. and instead he's trying to shoot in traffic instead of making a simple play. Am I right or am I wrong? Can you collaborate? It's, elaborate? it's complete, yes. That's completely true. You're right. And I think the evolution of, you know, trying to be a star in your role, he might be, you know, not that number one option currently as constructed as superstardom goes in the NBA. We all know that, right? But when Julius Randle is playing, he he's number one, like for mm -hmm. this Knicks team at the moment. His next evolution is passing the ball and reading after those double teams. That's what we saw Giannis get better at. That's what the top players in the NBA do extremely well. Now, given all of that, I do think he has a reason to be mad. If I'm looking at the stats and I'm Coach Thibodeau, hey, hey, no, 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 after the game, he competed, he tried hard, he tried to put the team on the back. Man, also, no, also, also no. they had some heart trying to make a comeback, so that's emotional. Y'all know, we get emotional. Park, you play. Stop, you got stop, emotional. Stop, stop. There's the, two MVPs on the other side. I don't side. care. My point is when you compete, when you compete 
it's an equal world. That's fair. Right? That's fair. It's an equal world, but and you're trying to be the star for your team. mentally and emotionally, you no, have to. But yeah, I mean, that. after that type of game where you almost well, come back, I'm yeah, going to be yeah, emotional but you some type of way. You shouldn't hey, never I, put yourself in that position to be down 18. But you citing the strength part as the issue, So I think right? the strength, if he heard that, that would set me off if I'm a player. Like, you're so strong. I don't believe yeah, If I heard that, but I don't know so much about that. My point is, if I'm Coach Thibodeau looking at the stats, they doubled in foul calls in a very closely contested game. James Harden gets 10 free throws. Your star player gets two. And you can make an argument that, you know, Julius Randle is as aggressive, if not more aggressive, than James Harden. I'm going to look at that and be mad. Well, and here's the thing. They were still in the game the entire way through. That was emotion, not reality. You're you're going against two MVPs on the road in their building. You cannot expect to get the calls. It doesn't mean you don't have a reason to be upset or grumpy. But at the end of the day, I'm going into that game. And don't you ever disrespect me and say I was a role player my entire career. (laughs) Do you understand that? Do you understand that? You were. Just no, no, no. Just the last, the, the, the last 15 years of my career. The last 15 years of my career. You're a star now. You're a star now. You're a star now. You know who else is a star? Steph Curry. So coming up on NBA Today, Steph well, talks about the other star, Michael well, Wilbon, on breaking Ray Allen's three-point <laughs> record. Is there such thing for you as a bad shot? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. 15 seconds. No. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We close out the month of November with a star-studded showdown. Say go. Looking at the great with the say so. Devin Booker left hamstring injury. He will not return to this game. Say go. We already got what we pray for. Mikel Bridges just taking Stephen Curry right out of here. They tie a franchise record. So the Suns title odds have gotten better to start the season. They were 15-1, and and now that dropped to 9-1 and after the Suns' 17-game win streak, according to Caesar Sportsbook. We'll have to wait to see how those odds play out, but you know what's going to happen much sooner? Steph Curry is going to break the all-time three-point record. He sat down with our Michael Wilbon before last night's game. Takes about a 27. Oh! Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! 37 threes to pass Ray Allen. Seems like you could do that in like two games the way you're going right now. How much do you care about that number? Kind of blocked it out. And then this year when it started, it was like this is you know the milestone that's ahead and just a matter of when. 
Now that we're under 50, it's like, this is a pretty special chase. I remember watching the game when Ray passed Reggie and just feeling the emotions of it and understanding how big of a deal it was at that time and, you know, 10, almost 11 years later, it's me in that conversation. So it's pretty crazy to think about. I'm looking at the greatest shooter in the history of man. He can shoot from 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Those guys did not shoot with the range that you shoot with. No one was near the spots on the floor you were letting it go from routinely. When did range become a thing? You know, in college, going into my junior year, it was kind of a reaction to how people were defending me. It's like, you know, there's not that many bodies out here, so maybe you know, make, it, make it easier <laughs> on myself if I can knock that down. But from there, it's just kind of a natural progression of the work that I put in and the creativity I had to just try stuff. Is there such thing for you as a bad shot? <laughs> I was about to say one that doesn't go in. No, because, you know, if I'm taking a shot, there's a confidence that I can make it. We wasn't in Cali, in Cali, in Cali, baby. Who's your peer? I mean, an active player who you consider a peer when it comes to just shooting the basketball. I mean, Clay's the first person that comes to mind just because I see it every day and I've seen him evolve into a marksman. I feel like we both have like an irrational confidence of like shots that we can take and make and it's been cool to have that healthy kind of competition you know, for the last, what, 10 years? Are you anxious to get it back? Oh, 1,000% because we elevate each other. I'm just sitting there looking at what the Golden State Warriors are doing. Is there anything that this team can't do at a high level? Does any of what has happened this season so far, I hate to use the word surprise, mm -hmm. but this didn't have to happen like this. I mean, if you told me we would be 18-2 to start, I'd probably look at you a little sideways because we had some unanswered questions, you know, trying to implement some new guys that we knew on paper that the pieces would fit. But there's no guarantee that you can put it together as quickly as you can. And then defensively for us, that's the piece. You know, Draymond is the best defender in the world. His creative eye for that in the floor is unmatched. And so everybody loves, you know, when I can put the ball in the basket, you know, the fact that we can score with the best of them. But the reason we've been dominant so far is because of our defense. And that's been huge. So hopefully that carries throughout the season. It is coming. He can taste it. Steph is going to be the NBA's all-time leader in three-pointers made. He's coming into Friday's rematch against the Suns, just 34 threes away from breaking Ray Allen's record of 2,973 career threes. And Steph is averaging, get this, 5.4 threes per game this season, which is on pace to be the single most in a season in NBA history. And Steph is the only player to average five three-pointers per game. And you know what, though? That's light work. You know why? Because he's done it three times times already so this would be the fourth and based on his current pace that puts Steph just seven games away from breaking Allen's all-time mark assuming that he doesn't miss a game he should break it sometime in mid-December that's during the Warriors five-game road trip he's gonna face his brother in that time so you know that's gonna be fun so I have a question for my friends over here though everyone's been to a baby shower right y'all y'all might have even you know no, 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 no I don't go. <laughs> you didn't go to your own kids but well you know what we'll get into that later but at baby shower we play this kind of game, right, where there's a bingo and you kind of guess the baby's name, the mm -hmm. date of birth, you know, how much. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to go. Oh, all right. But 
We're going to do that for Steph, right? I want to okay. know kind of when he's going to break the all-time point <laughs> record, all of those sorts of things. So let's let's get into the questions. The questions are going to be, what game does he break it? Okay. What quarter does he break oh, it? Oh, snap. What will be the distance on the three that he makes it? Oof. Will it be assisted or unassisted? If it's assisted, who gets the assist? And when does Steph hit 3,000 threes? All right? Jeez. Okay? Yeah. You guys remembering all that? Because we're not going to say it again. I got Let's it. Go. I know you got it, Perk. All right, Janae. Drum roll, please. I think he does it right before, if not during, the next game on December 14th. Just because that's before, a great... if not during. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, he's December gonna 14th. He's going to December 14th. You know, Which he quarter? might get it before because right. I, I think if you're struggling shooting, you know, one night, look forward to the next game if you're a shooter because they're going to go off. So it can happen earlier, but that's my bet. Uh, you know, December 14th. Not assisted. Okay, okay. Richard. I'm not even to put my graphic because I don't remember what the hell I said. I'm going to be really honest. No, I think he's going to break it in Boston. I think it's going to be a poetic space mm. because obviously Ray Allen played there, so there's a connection. Oh, There'll be yeah. a, a respect. There's not a connection be, with Ray in Boston no more. Uh, okay, well, I'm sorry. Apparently, people are still grumpy that he went on to win a championship in Miami. Grumpy. But anyway, just stop Location talking about that. from deep. But from deep. I don't know where. Is it going to be assisted? No. <laughs> it's from deep. I don't know. It's going to be far. But That's at a the three. end of the day, I think he reaches 3K before the first of the year. All right, Big Perk. I, from I, deep? I see him doing it in the garden. The fans are going to try oh, to be okay. hostile. In New York. All right, so I we got some doing, over Yeah, here. in New York, I see it. I see it happening in the second quarter. A 28-footer, no assist, just pull up, and he's going to reach his 3,000 three-pointers made on Christmas Day. It's mm -hmm. Can we know right. what I appreciate though about Perk? The specificity there. 28. Yeah. It's not going to be 29. It's not going to be 27. Mm -hmm. It's going. Can we just have a timeout after he does it so we can like always do it as a people? Well, as, as a yeah. people. No, good for Steph. I think that's, that's going to happen. Okay, good. And you, you know that yeah. they're all going to be you know feeding him all night, waiting for him to you know. Can we, can we just say one thing? What? You is that possible for No, no, but I'm just saying <laughs> All right, quickly. one thing. If you guys saw that video when there was like, Steph, do you have any bad shots? He's like, no. And he's telling the truth. There's not one person on this panel, not one person in the entire NBA community that will say Steph has a bad shot. There's not. They can take a bad shot? We already knew that. All right. I'm just saying, I'm, just, I'm somewhat impressive that he would vocalize that. NBA Today. We got more of it coming up after the break. He's grumpy. That was you earlier, though. You were Mr. Screw. Always grumpy. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Time is something that cannot be bought. It cannot be wagered with God, and it is not in endless supply. Time is simply how you live your life. It's V Week at ESPN, and our partnership with the V Foundation highlights the urgent need for cancer research and the elimination of racial disparities in cancer outcomes. And you can help and you can learn more and support by visiting v.org slash donate. A hundred percent of your donation will go directly to cancer research. 
So I want to switch gears now. The NBA announced today that the Bulls and Heat violated the league's rules on timing <laughs> ahead of free agency discussions and will each forfeit their next available second-round draft pick. This is in relation to the Bulls' acquisition of Lonzo Ball and the Heat acquisition of Kyle Lowry. So here to report more on these penalties is our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, how did the league settle on this punishment? Well, Malik, I think you have to look at this violation in contrast to the idea versus jumping the gun on free agency versus tampering. Now, these were not players under contract with teams. They weren't interfering, you know, trying to get a player to force a trade or getting ahead of free agency with a guy under contract. You know, this were two, these were two players in Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry who both teams had trade talks with at the previous trade deadline. And so with second round picks and picks probably in both cases that land in the 50s, late in the second round, you know, you're essentially looking at maybe a two, three million dollar fine mm. because that's what those picks are worth if you wanted to buy one or sell one in the marketplace. Okay, so sticking with some of these teams, earlier we discussed Bam Adebayo suffering a torn UCL in his right thumb during Monday's Heat game versus Denver. He's going to have surgery this weekend, but you learned more about the timeline for Bam's return, Woj? Malik, I'm told a four to six week uh, timeline on a return from Bam Adebayo. Uh, he's got the surgery coming here in, uh, in the coming days. And so a month to six weeks on a return uh, to a Miami team that will obviously miss him a great deal. Absolutely. A month to six weeks for Bam Adebayo. Woj, thank you so much for keeping us informed throughout the entire show. We're going to have more NBA Today coming up after the break. We've got another star-studded NBA Friday doubleheader to tip off your weekend on ESPN. Joel Embiid and the Sixers are playing Trey Young and the Hawks mm -hmm. at 7.30 Eastern. And then Paul George and the Clippers square off against AD and the Lakers at Staples Center. Our coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. So that's going to be a party. But you know what else was a party? Monday night, Nicole yeah. and his brother is going <laughs> yeah. out to celebrate their win. <laughs> The Miami Club, the anthem of Serbia is going on there, Richard. Oh my God! You know what I feel like? I, when, we saw what happened when they played Miami, and then they go party in their city too. I'm just saying, and man. They ain't worried about nothing. They ain't worried about <laughs> nothing. They ain't worried about nothing. I know, I was I see them when you I was see them like, in Miami. Yeah. Listen, I'll be in your city if you see yeah. me when I see me. And they too big to hide. <laughs> uh -uh. They're not uh -uh. trying they were to hide. Did you see no. where they were sitting? They, they got security hiding. for you, not them. So that was clearly the top party, <laughs> but we got to do a little bit of the top of the top from November because it brought us some awesome Let's plays. Go. Let's have some fun. Let's do a little bit of top of the top with the buzzer beaters, starting with Carl Anthony Towns Ooh. this month. Oh. Look at the arc on that one. Look at that. You know why this ranks highly for me? Please I take account of when it happens in, like, what is going on in the game, right? Yo. So the buzzer beater that happens at halftime, yeah. like, that's cool, that's nice. But this type of buzzer beater? Okay, big This cat. type of buzzer beater? But then there's this type of buzzer beater. Oh. Walk oh, off. That's just unfair. Walk off. That's his spot, y'all. That's his spot. Nothing, Going last, step that. back. There's I see. nothing you can do about Steve that. Steve Perk don't know oh, nothing man. about that. I was trying. Leave him. Yeah. Well, leave he, you know, leave him. Stay on your side. He's a role player. You know, you they, don't, they don't know those things without that. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. God. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Top posters. Andrew Wiggins complete. Woo! Oh, yes. Put out your 
Say out to the big fella. Yes. I said, like that. You said you wanted D'Angelo Russell, huh? Oh! oh. You wanted to trade me, See, huh? See, if we play with this type of fire, if he play with this type of fire, the Warriors are I mean, they're starting to. Give him All right. credit. But then we got to go to the Magic. <laughs> Rookie. Franz Wagner. Oh, yes. yes, Franz. We see a lot of Timberwolves, good and bad, Ooh. on this thing. <laughs> <episode. laughs> <Y'all understand? laughs> a lot of good and a lot of bad if you're oh, a Timberwolves fan. But, you know, we Ooh. couldn't do posters and leave out. No, no. The man, no. The oh, man this. He picked oh. the wrong one on the right day, oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is the definition of picking the wrong one on the right day. <laughs> Just make sure. Yeah, if, you, if you were you showing down that. with that much, how upset would you be if you finished that and it didn't count? It well, first of all, I would never, never finish that. I was, all, I was always on the he other make, end. He he getting dumped on? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, though. Yeah, I've That's had okay. it happen, Ant, and it's okay. They'll still th- That will still live forever. Don't worry. All right, worry. well, then you got to take a look at some top lobs, too. That's going to be important. Clean, Hotlanta, Obi Toppin. Oh, yeah. I mean, Go to the upper room. And you know what the best thing oh, about rookies? Be, oh, no. The best thing about rookies, they become second-year players. So I'm glad to see Obi Toppin doing yes, some positive best things thing out there. The thing about rookies is uh, they uh, become second-year yeah. players. Great analysis. Players. Thank yeah. you. Right. Thank you, Tom. But then there's this. Ooh. Yeah. Lefty, never seen it. My goodness. Never seen it. Yeah, that's Y'all be wondering, man. Look this how man, far back. Pass, better dunk. The best dunks are always Reach? off bad passes. Yeah, exactly. If you got to go do something That's different. Oh, acting like you some type of I swear to God I will come across there <laughs> on <laughs> television. I dare you. Uh, See, yeah, yeah, you, you, you got some security. <laughs> I, I think I might take us two versus them two. Oh, like, no. I think I got you got to stick and move on purpose. No. You can't catch us. You got to jab and move. You got to jab and move. You ever chased a bear? You ever chased by a bear? He's like George Foreman, like, Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.